as you grow by receiving the word of God, you begin to now know God better. So the fellowship helps you to grow. The assignment does not grow you. The stewardship does not grow you. But the stewardship will expose you to growth. Fellowship with God before assignment. If you don't know God, you can't represent Him. So God wants you to know Him first, to be able to work on His behalf. Sold out, part two. I want to continue um, on the teaching, sold out. And don't forget that this, uh, you know, is as a result of the series Vision Partnership that I've started, that I started last month. Uh, so under that teaching vision partnership, which I said is on three legs, the first one is intercession, that as a believer, you must take intercession seriously because that is more or less like the first expression of your love for God and for people. And upon which, that, upon that intercession, you can have a fulfilling ministry. And that, that, that's clear. So you can listen to the message if you were not there. I, I, I tell you that that message is, is, is just so many things in one. So you can listen to it. And then uh, the second leg is still worship. Alright? Still worship. So the sold out in summary is about still worship. The service that we have got to render unto God and to humanity. Alright? Still worship. Therein lies our solution to the world, the purpose for which we are sent to the world, and our kingdom expansionary services. That is what we have to contribute by participating. I call it participatory partnership. That is, you participate in the expansion of God's kingdom or the propagation of the gospel on the earth. And that can be done by the channels, you know, by the, by the um, opportunities or um, the, the, the uh, grace that God has given unto you or through your career or profession or whatever, or businesses, okay? Anywhere you find yourself, you are just an ambassador of God's uh, kingdom. And then you expand the kingdom by the way you live your life and by how you share, uh, what you share with people, all right? Uh, the gospel of Christ. Then the third one is financial partnership. That is, your proceed or your key income, part of your income goes for the gospel. A believer must have a part of his income go for the gospel. Beyond the level of tithing, and then you must not operate on the level of tithing, you know, uh, just tithing. You get what I'm saying? Now, you must go beyond just tithing because if you have a special love for God, you are a child of God, you are concerned about expanding the kingdom of God on the earth, you know that you've got to give beyond tithing. You know, you can give 10% of your income, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you are not even under obligation to just give 10%, you can give you know, um, 30%, 20%, 50%, you can give that, okay? But then, the minimum should be 10%, okay? In the New Testament, you are not under any law. You know, nothing, your, 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 your finances will not be tight. Your life will not be tight if you don't tight. Do you get what I'm saying? But then, you are not, because you are not under the cause, you are under the grace. But then, the understanding that you have, that you have to give to expand the kingdom of God because you love God. You give because you love Him. Not just because you don't want to receive something in, in return. He has blessed you. Though you give to be blessed, but then He has blessed you so that you can bless. 
the work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay, so that's clear. You know, explain that better um, on Sunday. So I've been focusing on that on Sunday. So I'm going to be uh, in plain terms to be explaining it uh, from uh, this coming Sunday. So we know that, okay, on financial partnership and participatory partnership with stewardship and intercessory partnership, on those three legs stands the vision partnership that we are talking about. So you must intercede for the propagation of the gospel, for the life of the people. You must intercede. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor say, you must intercede. You must pray for the work of God. You must pray for pastors. You must pray for leaders. You must pray for stewards. You must pray for the body of Christ. Alright, so that's very important. So intercession. Then number two, you must participate. Still worship. Okay? You must be sold out for the kingdom of God. You must be sold out. That everywhere you are, they know you to be connected with the kingdom. Not that you are ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Alright? He wrote to Timothy, he said, you know, you should not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, or of me, who is the prisoner of the gospel. That's what he said to Timothy. So you must not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. They must know you with the gospel of Christ. You must be able to update your status with the designs from church. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must be able to write about Christ on social media. You must be known with the gospel of Christ. That doesn't mean that you are perfect living in him. You might even be unfaithful in some things, but you must continue to work towards the expansion of the gospel. And then God will work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If you believe that, can you say amen? amen? So that's clear. The last one is you must financially partner with God. Alright? You intercede for the gospel, you love God. You participate in the gospel, you love God. But, my friend, your love for God gets to the peak if your income goes to the work. Alright? This is what it means. Deliberately, you work your business and you work in your career on behalf of the kingdom. The reason why you are working is so that you can bring in the proceed from that work to come and advance the spiritual family you belong to. I hope you get what I'm saying. And that is the reason. And it's not just, it's beyond just tithing. Don't get into argument about tithing. Forget that realm. Leave that level. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you will get, you become so wealthy and big that 1% of your income is okay for you to spend and to live on. You build a house. In 1% of your income, you can build a house. In 1% of your income, you can have many cars. In 1% of your income, you, your generations can benefit from it. 1%. 1%. So don't have a, a scarcity mentality that if I give 10%, hey, I'm going to be poor. Alright? So you have a, have a, have a bigger mentality. So tonight, I'm just going to continue on the participatory aspect of the partnership. So I taught on sold out part one. So go and listen to it. I quoted a lot of scriptures, you remember. Listen to it again and again. It was so conk. I know it's conk. I had to listen a bit to it before I came up because I want to be able to tidy up within the short time that I have. So I'm not going to really read so many scriptures uh, tonight. So I taught you from the perspective of the epistles of the gospel. Alright? When God saves people, he saves them to serve. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? The reason why God did not get you born again to take you to heaven is because he wants you to be useful on the earth. And when we are talking about the usefulness of a believer, we are talking about the stewardship of a believer. There is something you carry as grace, as a believer, is in you. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in you. Say the grace of God is in you. Say the power of God is in you. Say you have the potentials to change the world, to transform lives. So God already made deposit in you that you must release and unleash those potentials to be a blessing to people. Don't forget the covenant of Abraham is, I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. When God bless you with enough wealth, it's for you to be a blessing. How many will you eat? How many houses will you live? You can tour the whole countries of this world, and yet you have not spent up to 1% of your income. I am so sure that's where God is taking some of you. If you agree, can you say amen? And that is the truth. There are so many orphans, just like we confessed in our, in our confession of faith, there are so many orphans to be taken care of, there are so many C-class, there are so many, like coronavirus came out now, there are some people who are committing their wealth to discover vaccines for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, you work for the development of humanity, that you show love to the, for the humanity to the point that the humanity cannot but serve your God. Confess your God. You, you generate, you release potentials and solutions. You unleash your potentials to your world in such a way that you are not part of the problem in the world. You are the solution provider to the world, which is actually your basic stewardship. Okay? And the world cannot but acknowledge your God, serve your God. For the Bible says that you are the light of the world and you let your light so shine that the world, that the world, we give glory to your Father who is in heaven. If you believe that, can you say amen? amen. So that's, that's, that's about stewardship. Sold out. Being sold out. So I read, um, I read about um, uh, the happenings, the testimonies of Paul. All right? How they involved themselves, uh, participating in gospel, uh, himself and his team. And then they had to fast in tribulations, in prisons, in incarcerations, what they went through. And how he charged others to also go through things and sacrifice themselves for the gospel. And not just being a believer. They have to go there to make sure that the gospel is propagated. You know, recently I was watching CNN and they said, we go there. Go there, go there, all those kind of stuff. So I was wondering, this thing was really from the scripture. But what the Bible says is that go ye therefore, glory to God. Look at your neighbor, say go ye therefore. So stewardship is about that, being sold out for Christ. That is everything about you is with Christ. Let people say you carry it on your head. Yes, Christ is what being carried on your head. Praise God. Yeah, they must know you with Christ. Alright, you must be the reflector. You must reflect the glory of Christ. You remember Jesus Christ speaking in John chapter 9 verse 4. He said, the night comments when no man can walk. Why is day? I walk the walk of him that sent me. In verse 5 he said, I am the light of the world. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You see that? So when the world is having problem and then struggling in darkness, I release my light. Don't forget, Bible says, Arise and shine for thy light has come. He said, that, 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 that For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He said, Darkness will cover the land, including Nigeria. A United States where people are rushing to. Darkness everywhere. Okay? And gross darkness will cover the people. People will be darker than the land. Because they are the ones that actually make the land dark. 
You see that? So once you, you know, if darkness cover the land, so that means light can cover the land. If gross darkness cover the people, you need gross darkness to change those people. Enough light, revelation of God's word in your spirit. Enough to be able to reflect in that environment. And that is your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God is going to use every one of us in a mighty way to transform our nation, transform our community, and be a blessing to people in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So last time I shared with you that um, being sold out for Christ means to be full for Christ's sake. Being sold out for Christ also means to labor in love. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 58. Alright, full for Christ's sake. First Corinthians 4, 10 to 13. Uh, number, uh, number three, it means to be walking, walking by faith. The walk of faith, the works of faith, the walk of faith being sold out for Christ. Number four, it means soul winning and soul nurturing. Number five, lightening our world, providing solution. Now, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. I want you to, 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 to note something. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. I want to take you into the Old Testament dimension of this thing so that you can appreciate the New Testament. This is Solomon speaking. He said, In all labor there is what? Profit. But Hydro chatter leads only to what? Poverty. Now, I know you can interpret this as facing your career, facing your business, and all that. But when he says in all labor, it's not just talking about your career. Laboring in the gospel is also part of labor. Praise God. Alright? Being a steward of the gospel is also part of labor. Evangelizing and preaching the gospel, you know, uh, making sure people are invited and people are blessed is also part of the labor. So God says that all those your commitment in church, all those your faithfulness, all those your prayer, intersection, all those your uh, soul winning and all that, He said there is profit. Glory to God. For He says, in how many labor? All labor. Glory to God. In all labor. Now let me tell you this. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. I want us to read it together. Let's read. One, two, three, go everybody. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abandoned in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. In the Lord. So that means your labor in God is profitable. It's not in vain. Always what? Abandoned in the world. The work of the Lord. Now, God has a word. He wants you to receive the word, but he also wants you to abandon the work. You see that? He wants you to abandon the work of the Lord. There is a work of the Lord for you. There's an assignment. So I will try and share that with you today. You know, um, as I tidy up uh, this message, it's very important. So don't, don't let anybody deceive you that if you are useful for the Lord, there is no reward. There is a reward on this earth and there is a reward in heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why Paul says, I fought a good fight of faith. He said, awaiting me now is the crown of life. That's heavenly reward. On this earth, you'll be rewarded. Jesus Christ says that those who deny themselves, you know, to follow me, he said, they will receive, they deny themselves, they make him priority over family. If you remember in the gospel, he said that priority over father, mother, deny themselves. He said, in this world, they will be rewarded hundredfold. That's times hundred. Okay? Praise God. Now, so it's a hundredfold on this earth and in heaven. You see that? On this earth. 
So there is no, you know, like you're working on this earth and then your reward is in heaven, your reward is not on the earth. No, your reward is on this earth and also in heaven. I hope that is clear. So you see that. So there is a profit for all your labor. I look at your neighbor, say there is profit. Say neighbor. Say there is profit for all your labor. Say for all your labor. Say don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. As tiny as uploading status to invite people to meeting is, there is a reward. As tiny as remembering to follow up on somebody you have not seen in church, there is a reward. As tiny, as little, as insignificant as inviting someone to church or praying for someone or reminding somebody about fellowship, as it is, there is a word. There is a word. So God does not um, just uh, look away from those acts of kindness. Alright? Or when you become so uh, stewardship conscious. In the Old Testament, I want you to take notes of the, some of the following. God rescued the Israelites, do you remember? He called Moses to go and tell Pharaoh, release my people that they might what? Serve me. Now, there's no need for us to go into those scriptures, but you know the story. Exodus chapter 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, you will see those stories there. How Pharaoh was told by Moses, God I am that I am said, release my people that they might what? Serve me. Now, I, I want you to take notes because we've always discussed this. Before you, when you are born again, you are born again into a fellowship. I'm not talking about physical fellowship now. You are born again to the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You are spiritually alive with God. So you start communicating with God through prayer. God becomes your heavenly father. You become his heavenly son or daughter. So you can talk to him like in the family. Alright? You can relate with him. Although your growth is gradual. Alright? You might not be able to see and clearly identify his voice immediately, but just like a, um, a young baby born desire the sincere make of God's word and grow thereby. So you also desire the word and you'll be growing, you know, gradually, gradually until you now become so aware of certain things that are spiritual things. Alright? Your eyes are now open, you design, you have spirit of discernment, you have the gift, you operate in the gift of the spirit, you walk in the spirit, alright? And then you are noticing some things, then you are now walking, you used to, you know, probably, um, um, crawl, alright? And then now you now begin to stagger, you now begin to walk properly. That's how spiritual growth is. So, as you grow, alright, by receiving the word of God, you begin to now know God better. You get it? So the fellowship helps you to grow. The assignment does not grow you, but the stewardship does not grow you, but the stewardship will expose you to growth. Alright? But when you are born, you are born into worship before work. Worship before work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Fellowship with God before assignment. If you don't know God, you can't represent Him. So God wants you to know Him first. Alright? To be able to work on His behalf. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Okay, now, like coronavirus came out now, if you are the type who works in the medical, whatever, if you know God so deeply, just like it was demanded by Nebuchadnezzar, that must be a solution to this dream that I had. And I give you one night, you can lock yourself up and pray until God reveals to you the secrets of overcoming coronavirus. And you get what I'm saying? As a believer, and when you come out, you say, there is a solution. After you have texted, and you are sure. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Even though God has told you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that you don't make a mess of the whole thing. For every problem in the world, there is a solution. It's just combining certain um, is it reagent, you call it, or solutions, and then you come out, and then you see solutions. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can imagine. He's doing a lot of destructive work all over the countries now. In the news. The way the whole thing is going into countries in the news, if solution comes, that's how it will go into countries with the news. And scientists in the world will be saying, how on earth you discover this? And then, do you get what I'm saying? Ah. But let me tell you, where did you graduate from? If you look at your background, you might not even think of solutions. People went to the biggest school, biggest, you know, Ivy League school, Princeton, yeah. Harvard, Oxford. I yet to get the solution. He said, me, Unilag. I graduated in Unilag. He said, great effect. He said, Covenant University. If you are really, really a steward of the mysteries of God, God can break all those kind of protocol. Are you getting what I'm saying? Since OAU Unilag were founded, they might not have been known for a major breakthrough solution. You might be the first to bring it to, to limelight. Are you getting what I'm saying? And let me tell you the truth. Every, since you, if you break that kind of, you have that kind of breakthrough, you might be the first to have opened the door or to open the door for others. So all others will now come after you. You being made as a point of reference. Are you getting what I'm saying? The whole faculty can be named after you. But that is not even the reason for it. The reason for it is that everyone might be glorified. Like a boxer that won recently. What was the name? Fury Ago. Eh? Tyson Fury. I saw the video. He said, you know, Jesus, Jesus. He was mentioning Jesus. Yes, some of you might say you like boxing, but you can't box. But Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Whether we like it or not, it went viral. You know there are people who are demons possessed. They are devils incarnate, but they love boxing. And when they hear that, at least is a witness. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? They may now beat him in the next match, but he has said this one after. Are you getting what I'm saying? After this one has gone viral, are you getting it? And the funniest thing is that the same Jesus can continue to help him. But don't just go and pray and say, Jesus, 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 and without Riyasa, without skills, without, are you saying? They will beat you. <laughs> you know the way that guy's mouth went, I saw the mouth. It's not your own mouth. It's the head, the whole body that we just, that we, that we twist. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> they will say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. So in the Old Testament, God established that protocol to us that Egypt is the darkness we are translated into the kingdom of light. So the translation of the Israelites from Egypt to Canaan is for service. Do you get that? It's for service. In the Old Testament, God deliberately chose people. I want you to give me examples of people that were dedicated to God. Fully dedicated to God. Even some of them before they were born. <coughs> Any examples? Samuel, Samson, John the Baptist. Their parents were already told, your, your boy is not a scientist. 
Your boy is to announce the arrival of Jesus. I know some people might be listening to me here and say, Ah, oh, my parents, they didn't even do anything. I just came. They themselves, they were not expecting me. I heard a man of, a man, not a man of God, an elderly man. I told him, I asked of him, I said, I asked of his son from him. I said, Ah, is that my son? I think that one has not been really checking up on him. Is that my son? Ah, is that okay? You want to hear the truth? He said, I didn't know he was my son before until they told me. They told me, he said, Father, this is your son. The son, this is your father. I said, hey, so you are my son. So they told me. Now, what he meant by that is that I have killed all kinds of worry and issues with people. Whether he remembers to ask of me or not, look, I know I did the work as he came. But then let's just put it at the level of, I got to know he's my son on this earth. He got to know I'm his father on this earth. So don't let us disturb ourselves. So you look at it. In the scripture, Samson, Samuel, their parents already gave them up before they were conceived. Is that clear? In fact, they were not given, they were not just given up. Some of them were given strict warning. While others are taking Smenov. They will not take, you know, some people say, we say, you don't take a cup, but you can take smell of just 5%. You know, they must not take anything. As you get what I'm saying, some destinies can be taken billies, NSE, but this one, Coke and Fanta. Praise the Lord. Biggie, seven up, water. Praise God, because that is what the destiny requires. <laughs> I'm not saying you should be googling what your own destiny requires. Why <laughs> we're thinking pan wine is my own <laughs> pan wine is what my destiny requires. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? They led by the spirit. They were giving street warning. In fact, there was one that they said razor must not touch his. How many people were that dedicated to the service of God? In the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament that people just live casually. You look at the things of God and have a very casual approach, a normal, casual, nonchalant attitude. Are you getting what I'm saying? They think it's just a mere pain. It's not ordinary to be a nosha in church. It's spiritual. So that means you are saying it's ordinary to be a pastor in church. Because all of us are stewards. Are you getting what I'm saying? I say, you know, pastor, now you are caught, you know. <laughs> you fast off phone and, uh, you know. That means you don't take what you are doing seriously. It's also a call to be a notion, to be a chorister. It's a call to follow up first timers, to do all those things. It's a call. It's a call to be a blessing in your environment. It's a call to be a blessing in your workplaces, in your career. It's a call. It's a call. So we have people like that, that they have to, you know, they don't have to shave. They told them not to shave, that they should leave their hair. You can imagine if you are to dedicate, you know, by not shaving and not cutting your hair, you know, by now you'll have, you have an appearance of Moses. Praise God. Praise God. So there are people like that. And now, I was telling you in the last, the first part of this message, that even in the Old Testament, you are caused not to serve. If you are if you are not serving your cost, give us Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. Let's quickly look into it. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. I think from verse forty-three. 
You know, Romans 28 is a blessing and a cause chapter. Are you getting what I'm saying? I know the one you like to read is chapter verse 1 to verse 13. In fact, it gets more interesting when you get to verse 9. We should start from verse 9. Say, Yo, I bless your pleasure. You will be plenteous in good. You know, heaven is open upon you. And then you, you understand. And I say, You'll be the head and all the tail handed it with that. But let's go to verse 43. It said, The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you and blah, blah. Go to verse 45. Verse 45. Moreover, all these causes shall come upon you. Can you see? Let's read it together. I don't want to read it alone. <laughs> Let's read it. One, two, three, go. Moreover, all these forces shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandment and his status which he commanded you. Yes, verse 46. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. Ah! Verse 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Keep it here. Do you know that he didn't say that you did not serve God? You can even be serving and you are still cursed. But he said you did not serve God with what? Joy. Do you know the reason why Paul says do all things without murmuring and complaining? He said, am I the only one? Ah, they should call somebody else too. And you know, funniest thing is that when people are calling you to come and do something and not there physically with you, people can complain. In the privacy, probably you are stressed. Just be careful. Just avoid all those kind of... Do you understand? If you are not available or you will not be available, just be plain and sincere and say, Oh, pastor, sir, don't say, you know, high service and then you are complaining, you know, hey, I, I will do it. This one, I will do it. <laughs> Am I the only one? Under the old covenant, listen, under the old covenant, the Bible says you are cursed. But we know that we are not cursed in the new covenant. Yes, sir. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But you see that you are not cursed does not mean you'll be making progress. Let me give you what it means to be under. Let, just look here and see it. Let's say this is under old covenant. This is under new covenant. New covenant is grace. Old covenant is law. For every law you break, there is a curse. Are you getting what I'm saying? Under the grace, for every lawlessness deed, for everything that happened, alright, there is no blessing that is attached to it, but you are not cursed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means you can remain on the spot. Instead of making progress, you will not be retrogressing. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Now, this is under, under the covenant, this is under the grace. Let's say you are this level under grace, you are this level under the old covenant. If you refuse to serve God with gladness, if he says you are cursed, you start going down. Under the new covenant, if you refuse to serve God with gladness, instead of being cursed and going down, you remain on that spot. And let me tell you, if you are a believer under the new covenant, if your life is not progressing, you will know. You will know something is wrong. That the reason why you remain on the spot is for God to get your attention to make amendments so that you can start growing up. How we are wired in the Old Testament is to start having progress, to continually having progress all the time. And so if something is wrong, is an outward outward sign. To get your attention into fellowship, a deeper fellowship with God, so that God can tell you what is wrong. He's not punishing you for your misbehavior. 
is a very loving Heavenly Father. He's not punishing you for your faithfulness, but there are certain things you are supposed to be pushing and should be happening outside that will not be happening because of your unfaithfulness. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you will not be retrogressing. How that picture is clear. Good. Hmm. Because of time. So you see verse 47 now. It said you will not serve God with abundance of gladness, of abundance of everything, with gladness of heart. This heart is spirit. Your spirit must rejoice that you are serving the Lord. Your spirit, yes. I will show you the New Testament dimension later. Alright? Now we have in the Old Testament somewhere special, we are giving special wisdom to serve. You remember Bezalel and um, um, Haholiel. In the church, in the congregation of the people, in the synagogue, among the Israelites, God gave them grace to be a distinguished craftsman. Do you remember? An unusual wisdom to be able to carve out things out of things. Now, Bible already referred to them as craftsmen. But because of the work of the temple to be unique, God gave them extra grace. So don't say that, you see, God gave grace. There's no need for, for me to go and acquire skill. You can be a distinguished teacher, but you'll have been a teacher. Do you see the difference? You can be a distinguished medical doctor, but you'll have been a medical doctor. So that means you cannot do without the six years the training. And say, you know, I'm waiting for grace. In your room and you are praying. No, it doesn't happen. Just like we cannot trust you speaking in tongues and say you want to fly our plane. We would rather prefer a skillful demon to, to fly the plane. Are you getting what I'm saying? A skillful what? Demon to fly the plane. Than unskillful angel. You meet a pilot who is already drunk. Where are you going? Where are you going? Oh, oh, we're going to Amsterdam now. Alright, let's go. Now, we rather prefer a drunk pilot, alright, to who is an unbeliever, like drunk, to a saint who is blowing grammar without skill. Because we are talking about life and death here. <laughs> and that's how the matter of life is. I hope you know that a single decision in power can destroy lives. All those destructions happening in some part of the nation is as a result of some mistakes some leaders are making. I hope you know that. Uh, so that God can't take us to the point where lives are entrusted into our hands and then we are just, uh, you get it, skills, very important. For Daniel to be successful in all those, all those, um, what do you call it? All those um, tenors of those kings. I don't even, even say tenors. Let's say all those this, this dispensation of the reigning period of those kings. It was key because they were tested. Are you getting what I'm saying? They were so skillful. And when they were so skillful, and Bible says for Daniel, he had extra skills. To understanding vision, to interpreting mysteries. There's nobody, there's nowhere in the scripture where the Holy Spirit came down and people were given the grace for pharmacy. You have to go and learn it. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can't impart you now, you become an engineer. I myself will be afraid of you. 
How would I describe? So some volunteered for temple, building construction and service in the temple and cities. If you read that, all those Exodus chapter 35, 36, 37. When they made provision for the temple, some still volunteered to work the temple out. This is the financial partnership is to make provision for the temple. Some give. And some do not just give. They give and they serve. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Alright. Some gave themselves and they were giving up to the God, to God, fully to serve him. He G. Samuel. You remember Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6 from verse 1 to 3. Who shall go? Who shall I send? Are you getting the days? Uh, read it. Let's, let's see. It said in the year of that king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the, the train of his robe filled the temple. Verse 2. And it says, Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. Yes? And one cried to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. Yes? And he said, And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. Yes? You know, we use smoke machine now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the house is now filled with smoke too. You can have smoke machine. Yes. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. It's so funny how you can be prophesying and you still have unclean lips. You know he has prophesied chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Powerful prophecy. But he said he has unclean lips. Yes? He said, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongues from the altar. Yes? And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin touched. Can you imagine? It was actually sinful when he was prophesying chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5. So you can be serving him and see how certain things you are battling with. But don't worry, this coal of fire is like Holy Spirit coming into your life and purge you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that encounter is for everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read on. He said, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, when he was purged, he heard the voice of the Lord. He said, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. I thought he was sent before. Praise God. So there is sending in sending. If you read Isaiah chapter 6, after that chapter 6, his prophecy changed. He started prophesying about Messiah. Isaiah 7 verse 14. That's where he said, A damsel, a virgin will... If you go to verse 7 verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Because he was poor, you could see one. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no impurity. Let me tell you, when it comes to stewardship, if there is impurity, there are certain things you won't see well. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. Not that you are managing, you know, certain sinful habits together with the services of God. If you can still be served, you know, but let me tell you, but you serve as a level. You won't be able to serve. Are you getting what I'm saying? The impurities block the flow or the conductivity or conduction of God's power. So you see that. So in the Old Testament, we have all those records. 
We have all those records. So, but let's leave that. I'll quickly go into the New Testament. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. In the New Testament, we are called to serve as we are being saved. Bible says we are new in verse 17. Can you read it? Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Everybody. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now you are new. Somebody say, I'm new. Now you are a new creation. You are not an old sinner trying to be saved. You are a new creation. It means you had no past life. You were not sinners. When you say something is new, it's new. You are not from abroad. You are from above. There's difference between the two. You know Tokumbo is different from Torumbo. Like we used to say it that way, you know, praise God. <laughs> you are from above. Somebody say I'm from above. I'm from above. Entirely new. Go to the next verse. Next verse. Let's read together. One, two, three, go because of time. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of what? So he has given us an appointment. As you are reconciled with God, you must also work to reconcile others with God. You see that? He didn't save us to just save us. He saved us so that we can work on his behalf to serve. Next verse, let's read through. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not in putting their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now he gave us the ministry and he now gave us the message. What is the message? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed will not perish but have everlasting life. Now, verse 20. Verse 20. Let's read verse 20. One, two, three, go. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ, we have be reconciled to God. Can you see that? So we are servants. Just like Paul said, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, he said, Men should consider us to be servants of Christ's mysteries. And it's expected of stewardship, our stewardship, to be found faithful. So we are ministers of Christ. We are stewards of Christ. We must participate in the expansionary program of the kingdom of God, in propagation of the kingdom of God. That's why he said, Go ye therefore, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go ye therefore and teach all men. Alright, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lo, I'm with you. Matthew 28, if you read from verse 18 down to 20. And it's all of us. It's all of us. Those who are not a pastor, have not see, so winning is for all believers. Are you getting what I'm saying? So nurturing is for all believers. When you bring in soul, you are also participating in making sure the soul is established. So, you know now that when somebody is not seen in church or he has not been consistent, you know it's your job to follow up the person. It's your job to cancel those who are down depressed or downcast. It's your job to go after people so that they can. So many people on the streets, you talk to people about Christ. Alright, let me just quickly read some things to us and I will tell us about 10 things that we have to take note in our stewardship or being sold out for Christ. The Holy Spirit and power was given to us for service. Don't forget Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. What is witnessing? What is witnessing? Witnessing is so winning and nurturing. Witnessing is serving God's purposes. Everywhere we find ourselves, in our workplaces, classrooms, neighborhood, families, relationships, etc. That's witnessing. Witnessing is serving humanity to the glory of God. 
what does it mean to be a witness? So what God is saying is that if Christ were to be in your position, what will he do? Are you getting what I'm saying? You have not been paid salary as a medical doctor or you are not being paid enough salary as a medical doctor. If Christ were in your position and his patients, will he go, will he go on strike? Will Christ go on strike? Ah, he said, Pastor, that one is difficult. Union will kill me. Eh? Will he go on strike? Okay, will Christ just treat the patients and not even have a word of prayer? Or, you know, you know there are some doctors that when they try to treat and they realize that the drugs and all those things are not working, the injection, they say, ah, there are some traditionalists down the, or you go by the way of, you know, to go and check what is actually, I mean, your, it's like your lung, it's like your lung is missing. It's like your lung is missing. It's appearing in our system, but it's not there. Some, some people are doing you from your village. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if Christ happens to be there, it will make the lung to reflect, not just on the system, in, real, in reality. Praise the Lord. And then they still watch. And then by that, somebody will cross into the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Now the purpose of our God-given Purposes is God's kingdom expansion. I've shared that with you. Via stewardship, generosity, etc. In God's vision, partnership. Second Timothy chapter four, verse one. Let me read Second Timothy chapter four, verse one. Indulge me with just few minutes. We'll rush it. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord. Just follow me as I read, so that I can read faster. Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Don't forget, Timothy was his protege, a son in the Lord. Preach the word. Can you see the exclamation? Be ready in season and out of season. So that means when it's convenient and when it's not what? Convenient. So that's how we do still worship. When it's convenient and when it's not what? Convenient. Convince, rebook, exhort, with all long suffering and teaching. Next verse. He said, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Yes? And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, and dear afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your word, ministry. Fulfill your stewardship. Yes? This is the pastoral dimension of stewardship. So you can use that to interpret your own. He said, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Can you see the way he described his own? He said, look, they've been drinking me now, I've been poured out. That means his departure time has come. He said, and the time of my departure is at hand. Yes? He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So that means when you fumble in stewardship, you are not keeping the faith. When Bible says in Jude verse 3, he said, contend earnestly for the faith that was handed over to you, expressed in stewardship. Now I know what I'm teaching you today is hardcore, alright? It's hardcore. This is not how to make money in business. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on the day, the day, capital D. Now referring to Christ, the day of Christ. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Yes? And then he says, be diligent to come to me quickly. I want you to see something here. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, 
um, Christians for Galatians, Titus for Damatia. Now I want you to see, you can forsake stewardship. You can forsake the gospel. And go after the things of this world. Remember the Bible says, love not the world. You are supposed to shine the light in the world, not to romance the darkness. There's difference between the two. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me in... Can you see that? Well, I'm not called like Paul, but you can be useful to those who are called like Paul. Can you see that? Ministry of helps. Well, I'm not fivefold, but you can be useful to the fivefold. To expand the kingdom of God on the earth. Let's stop that way. Let's stop there. Participatory vision partnership is highly rewardable. I've shared that with you. Proverbs 11.30. Bible says to the soul winners, there is wisdom. Alright? In that winner souls is wise. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. He said, you will shine. Alright? The righteous shall shine. Look at it. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So that means your shining will not be dimmed. Alright? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, I've shared that with you. Proverbs 14, 23, in all labor there is profit. Now, let's take note of these 10 things that you have to put in place in participatory vision partnership, in being sold out. You have to take note of these 10 things. Number one. This is very important. Number one, your love for God and people. Your love for God and people. The new service or stewardship is based on motivation of your love for God. Not your love for things. Not because of what you want in return. Your love for God. Let me tell you some of the challenges we are facing. We need to just be sold out for God. You will see God attending to your own personal matters. I hope that is clear. Matthew 6.33 It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing accommodation, wealth, career advancement, uh, future partner, spouse, every other thing you ever desire will be what? Added to it. I explained this verse in the last Sold out part one. Please go and listen to it. I read it from verse 25. And I explained how the lilies are taken care of without calling on God. And Bible says, your father is the one feeding them. So how much more you? God is not the father of lilies. God is the father of the righteous. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he's feeding lilies. And you are a son. You are not being fed. Something is wrong. Is that you are not conscious of God's provisions and benevolence and goodness? Or you know those things are available, you don't know how to tap it. Is that clear? But those things should not stop you from serving the Lord. He says, seek ye for the kingdom and his righteousness. Every other thing will be what? Harder to you. So your genuine love for God and people. Number three. Number two. Fellowship. Intimacy with God. Your daily fellowship. Your prayer altar. Your fellowship with God. Worshipping your heart is always panting after God, seeking God. Even when you make mistakes, you always repent and quickly and God forgives. Are you getting what I'm saying? No matter how terrible it is, you are in a fellowship with God. You are not comfortable with sin. And you are worshipping and you are growing in Him. Number three, because of time, right knowledge and understanding. Right knowledge and understanding. Under number two, you can write John 10, 30. I mean, my father, my father is in me. And my father, my father is in me. John 4, 24. God is spirit. Those who worship him, worship him in spirit and in 
truth. Number three, right understanding, right knowledge and understanding. If you don't know about stewardship, it might be difficult for you to carry it out. That's why I'm teaching it. Okay? Go and search more. I can't teach stewardship in two hours. Go and search your scripture more. Right understanding. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom. There is wisdom for stewardship. In all wisdom. There is wisdom for financial increment. There is wisdom for marital bliss. Let the word of God dwell in you. So that understanding and knowledge must be there. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 to 10. He said, I pray that you have, you, you have, um, um, you grow in knowledge or something. He said, in, in, in all spiritual wisdom and knowledge. Alright? He said that you will be fruitful. Give us that scripture. Say, it says not to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See the result, verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, still worship, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So, right knowledge, right understanding is very important. Number four, consecration living. Consecration living. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. I would have loved to read it from verse 14, but because of time. Let's read from verse 19. From verse 19. Second Timothy chapter 2, from verse 19. Let's read it together, everybody. One, two, three, go. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Yes? But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold, silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. Now he's saying there are gold, honor, and dishonor. There are clay, honor, and dishonor. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are wood, honor, and dishonor. If you have gold in your house, you have clay and you have wood. Which one is the most precious? Gold, right? Followed by which one? Silver. Followed by which one? Wood or clay? Clay. Followed by which one? Wood. Can you see in that order? So that is how God has classified stewardship. Do you understand? How important our work is to him. How you grow. It doesn't mean that being a goat means to be a pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, you can be a goat in dishonor. What you are holding is so precious, but you are dishonoring. Look at what it says in the next verse. Yes? Therefore, let's read together. One, two, three, go. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, that is dishonor, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So God wants us to be useful for him. So you must live a highly consecrated life. Cleansing yourself from dishonor. Number what now? Number five. Availability and willingness to serve. That you are available does not mean you are willing. That you are willing does not mean you are available. You say, my work does not make me, I'm not available, I work, I'm busy all day. But are you available online? On your way to Kuala Lumpur, can you, can you attend the meeting online? Are you getting what I'm saying? There is always a way to go about it. The, the, there is a way that God can give you a job and the job can take you away from him. But you must not allow that. Your stewardship must be intact. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, we have a conference in Singapore. From there, we'll go to Italy, and from Italy, we'll land in Afghanistan. And then we are not even going to touch Nigeria in the next six months. And the church is only in Nigeria. My friend, how do you attend service? Probably online. That's no problem. And then 
you belong to a group that must continue to work. Can you offer your own contribution anywhere you are? Your heart must always be serving. Create that availability for yourself. Availability and willingness. If you are willing and obedient, you will hit the good of the land. The scripture says, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. Number 6, brokenness and humility to attract more grace. Brokenness and humility. You must be broken. Any believer who is broken can never be arrogant. I believe I was so humble because people talk about it. I like to use sir. I like to, you know, bend the beats to respect people and honor people. Until I met Pastor Yadiboye. I was broken to pieces. When the man told me, ah, how are you, sir? I, I broke down. I broke down. All my history, my lineage, everything summarized cannot be up to 1% of who the man is. Are you getting what I'm saying? I broke down. You are too proud. Brokenness. You are too proud. What do you know? What are you singing? What work are you doing? See, we are the intercessors for Nigeria. Prayer champion. What have you built? Where have you built? Praise God. Be broken. Some of you will not be broken until you fall into sin. You say, God. Are you late? See my life? Be broken. Hmm? A broken heart and a contrite spirit, God will not resist. The scripture says. In James 4, 6, he said, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the what? That is why you know so much, you are not graced. But some people don't know so much, and they are humble, and God lifts them. Have you seen people who are not beautiful as ladies, and got married to the best of husbands? And people who are so beautiful, and they are full of themselves, they are there on the market. Are you getting what I'm saying? Skillful guy went to Harvard and Yale, pompous, but somebody just went to Polytechnic Erie. He came out, he got the job. Harvard is still waiting there. I know somebody who went to Conventry. When he came back to this country, you know, this country can humble people. They gave the guy a job, 70,000 naira. Just happened. People went to Erie, they got an appointment with international organization, they have been paid in dollars. Humble yourself. Bro. Humble yourself. Eh? I know you are skillful. Humble yourself. The arrogance is too much in the body of Christ too. They are quoting scriptures and quoting and they said the fathers, what do they know? Humble yourself. Eh? The father has grace. Your knowledge times one million fold cannot be equal to one percent of the grace of the father. Humble yourself. Huh? Those fathers, if they wink like this, your destiny can disappear. Humble yourself. Humble, humble yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, well, they may not know as much as you know. Just like Peter will not say he knows as much as Paul knows. But Paul cannot say Peter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody that God said that upon the word you have spoken, the church will be built. Paul said that I had to come and meet Peter and James in Jerusalem so that I will not run in vain. Humble yourself. The same Paul said, I did more abundant work, more than all of them, but you cannot undermine their position. Humble yourself. Knowledge is different from grace. Jesus said, grow in grace and the knowledge of the truth or of Christ. Grow in grace and the knowledge of Christ. Knowledge is different from grace. My friend, 
Humble yourself. Don't disrespect your professors if you are an assistant lecturer. Humble yourself. <clears throat> but those professors, some of them, they are from old, I don't want to mention those things. They come, they can just look at you and say that, I hear everybody, look, humble yourself. Humble yourself. I don't say my own now. Huh? Humble yourself. Even <laughs> what I said, somebody is laughing. You know, you don't even understand what I said, but I'm about you. I laugh here. I can see you. But humble yourself. All right. <laughs> All right. So number seven, necessary skills and readiness to learn more. Like Aoliab and Basile, develop necessary skills to serve. Sometimes what you are told to do in church, you don't have skills for it. Go and develop it. God wants to point something to you. There is a mistake we have made in church. We allow people to go into the areas of their interest. That is changing now. We just tell you, go and be at the gate, opening the gate. That one will first humble you. Say, you see, you see where I came from. I'm the choir master. My first stay at the gate. If I want to be sold out for Christ, it's your selling is at the gate first. <laughs> humble yourself. Who are you to come here and be dictating to? Are you getting what I'm saying? Dictating to the Holy Spirit? Just humble yourself. Necessary skills and readiness. Then you develop gatemanship skill. Uh, the skill. Are you getting what I'm saying? Gatemanship skill. <laughs> some of you, some scripture will not cover life. When Bible says you shall speak with your enemy at the gate, you are the you gate man. You want to say help yourself. <laughs> Number eight, faithfulness. First Corinthians chapter four, verse one to. Two, number nine, grace consciousness. First Corinthians fifteen nine to ten. Say I labor more than them all, yet not high, but the grace of God. As you serve, you must be conscious of God's grace in your career. You can't do it by yourself. God's grace. Even your businesses cannot generate nothing. God's grace. Those who have read a lot of management book, huh, this year must make a lot of money. You're already missing it. God's grace. Last point. Gratitude. Gratitude. Romans chapter 1 verse 8 to 9. I will close this sold out with that. Romans, this, this is New Testament lifestyle. You must be sold out for the gospel. To share flyers on Facebook is difficult for some people. Just full of themselves. To share, to repost, regram, um, forward to order. As you get what I'm saying? And they are delighted. They are believers. They are so delighted in sharing bad news. Delighted in sharing uh, um, secular stuff. You see their status. Full of secular stuff. Bad news. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. They are the global faith, not a local one. Not in your village, not in your local government. They are the global faith. Can you see? For God is my witness. Let's read. One, two, three, go. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my... Can you see service and intercession connected? He said he served with his word. He served with his word. He served with his word. Can you say it louder? Spirit. Can you see that is why the Old Testament said you serve with your heart, the spirit. Not that you are doing a religious devotion. 
Do you understand? He says, see, I'm devoted. We, you know, we grew up in a Christian family. They told us we should serve the Lord. No. You are just religious. No. You serve with your spirit. You have an idea. You have understanding. You have a substance of that still worship. Nobody can talk you out of it. You can't be offended and get out of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You heard about you, you heard rumors about you and said, I'm not even doing it again. What's that? And they just disconnect or go into isolation. Let me tell you, how the devil deals with people is to push them in isolation. How he push them in isolation is for them to get offended at the family or at someone in the family and then they get into isolation. And they will now take his time to deal with them. Animals that move in group is difficult for prey. It's, for, it's difficult for them to become prey. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even you, a full-grown human being like this, if you see Toki, you know Toki, like ten coming after you, you run. <laughs> but if you face one, if you face one, you can even kill it on the spot. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you see as tiny as lizard is, if ten lizards are coming after you, you run. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. You know that there's something different about these cockroaches that are coming after you. 20 cockroaches just started flying. Ah, you first get out first. That's how powerful a group of people can be. Don't think you can achieve things in isolation by yourself. You are deceiving yourself. God has never used anybody without belonging to a group in the scripture. Go and find out. What I just shared with you is the truth. Is the truth. You can be hearing people's name, but Behind those people or with those people are some invisible people that are making things to work. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Even in ministry, it's not about Bishop Edeko, it's not about. Look, people are making things to work. So that's it. This ministry is not about me. People are making things to work. Right. Father, we thank you, we give you praise. We pray that we are established in the knowledge of this truth and we receive grace to actually put this to work. We are solution providers. We are the light of the world. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Toka Obisara, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234-8035-858047 or send a mail to tokaobisara at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.